Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M., Ivdu Es Hashem B'Simcha, Ari Goldwag, here on a J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. I heard a rumor yesterday that he's going to be injuring uh, Chol Hamoid here in these parts. Uh, one night, I believe, he was still available, if I'm not mistaken. I think one night he's still available. If you want information about that, contact me uh, privately. Nachum at NachumSiegel.com, etc., etc., Trucker Yitz is out there, says, good morning, y'all. Wow, Brooklyn still has so many people up early in the morning. Are you in Brooklyn this morning, Trucker Yitz? You're a hop, skip, and a jump away from us. Ari Goldwag had besimcha. You heard Yishtabach done by Yaakov Shwek. Yoni Z and Manaseh. Birkato Reach Ohad. He was brilliant last night up in uh, in Marina Del Rey with the Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra. Eretz Yisrael, that's Eitan Freilich. Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masach HaShem. And from Regesh, you heard Mo Da'ani to open up a Monday, as we say, good morning. It's Monday on this April the 1st, day 25 in the month of Adar 2, the year 5779. Tough Shinayin test, 34 degrees. It's cold out, by the way. It is cold out this morning. 50% humidity, winds are west at 13 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high temperature of 49. Then tonight, mostly clear, a low 35. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high temperature, 50 degrees. Yushalayim is at 52. We're at 34 now in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. I think I'm going to put that in the family group. I think it's a public service to put in the, in the family group that it's chilly outside. Uh, so people will know because I don't think people are expecting it to be as cold as it is right now. And it's windy and everything. So 
a public service, both for this audience and for the Siegel family uh, group audience. 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's JM in the AM. A whole bunch of stuff happening this morning. For, oh, by the way, uh, don't forget that the uh, Aaron's Passover Mega Center is open. If you missed my conversation with uh, Eliezer Hertz on Thursday, it was a good one. It was a fun one. Uh, but the bottom line is that the Mega Center is open. There's three weeks left till Pesach this week, next week, and then the week preceding the holiday. So uh, make sure you get what you need. You have what you need in the house. And uh, the one-stop shop is the Mega Center. And then, of course, about 175 feet away for your frozen items, your uh, chicken and meat, your fish, your refrigerated stuff like uh, milk, dairy, and uh, cheese, et cetera, et cetera. It's all there at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens. So in one parking lot, you can get it all done, everything. So keep that in mind. Um... Yeah, keep that in mind is right. All right, uh, plenty coming up. Oh, by the way, two weeks from today, the Pesach product show. Sneaking up on us, right? Yeah. Six Flags, Great Adventure is sneaking up on us. That's happening Monday, Cholomoid. Um, If you go to jewishtickets.com, there's a bunch of events already up for Cholomoid, including Freed in Miami Monday night, Miami with uh, Mordechai Shapiro Wednesday night, the Cholomoid at the arena. With Miami uh, on Tuesday, I hope to be at that one. Just a lot going on. A lot of things happening. So we will um, we will give you more information as we get closer. Uh, but a b- very, very exciting Cholamoid, it seems, is going to be happening this Cholamoid Pesach. So Baruch Hashem for that. A lot of options, a lot of things to do. A lot of fun to have, and hopefully a lot of great weather, assuming uh, with a late Pesach and late April, we actually get better weather than, you know, than what we could have this time of year. I want to thank everybody who came out to Englewood, New Jersey on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> it, it, well, it, it The Shabbos in Englewood must have been amazing. It really must have been amazing. Uh, just based on the reaction Saturday night. I mean, Saturday night was unbelievable. The Azer Mitzion event at Avas Torah. And I thank everybody at Azer Mitzion and Avas Torah for allowing me to be part of it. It, it was just a, a fabulous, fabulous evening. And I hope everybody who was there gained and uh, enjoyed it, really, and found it as inspirational as I did. It was really amazing. Um, so that was really cool. Um... Then yesterday we had a couple of wonderful smachot in addition to uh, being with the Aaron Tadabam Orchestra at Marina and being able to wish my uh, longtime friend Phil Barrett a mazel tov on the big wedding. Uh, yesterday we had, um, let's see, I want to get everyone's name exactly right. Yesterday we had the Vart of Adina Wallman and Yossi Wurzberger, that happened out at the White Shul. Mazda to Ahuva and Shuli, and to all the Wallman, Sperbers, and Wurzbergers from all of us here at JM and the AM. And then late at night, I made it over to the young Israel of Bayswater. Mazel tov to the Kreindler and Gifter families, Shoshana and Rabbi Yaakov Gifter. And, a, and, a, and you know what that means. If I'm wishing the Gifters a Mazel tov, I have to toss in a big Mazel tov to a listener, Sina, grandmother of the Chassan, 
And to Mr. Listener Cena, all right, we'll call him Ira for this morning. <laughs> uh, grandfather of the Hassan, they get an extra special Mazel Tov wish on yesterday's big occasion. So a lot happening out there. Glad we could be part of all the wonderful smachot. It is a great feeling. Monday morning broadcast with Eitan Katz. He's brand new at JM in the AM.
Leuten war Pharmaschiach, er wird noch kommen, wenn wir vertrugen sich. Jeder einer darf in dem Beuten war Pharmaschiach, er will schon kommen, er wartet auf dir in mir. It will only happen when we all get along Everyone waiting for wishing praying for Mashiach Let's love one another Everyone in song
חלמת ודמיינת כשישנת גם כשקמת עם אנשים לא מאמינים בו והחושים עוד אוחזים בו חלום שעוד יקום ויתגשם כשזה יקרה אתה תהיה חזק ושלם אהבת את הרצון, את כוח הדמיון תגיע לחזון הגדול אם אתה נופל אז קום מתפלל תמשיך להשתדל ו... Oh, yeah, I don't know. 
in the a.m. A little bit of Macha Brocha here on a uh, Monday morning broadcast. Before that, you heard the um, Bayoma Who done by Gershon Veroba. Dovi Shapiro, brand new singles, Alech Alzeh. The Ahafta done by Milach Cohen. Eitan Katz, brand new with Nigun Cheshek here at J.M. in the a.m. Monday morning on this April 1st, the 25th of Adar 2. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments. Oh, sorry about that. Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard 
on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And now Galay Tzal is in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. One hour from now, the men responsible for the Passover Haggadah graphic novel, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, Gorf himself, and Erez Tzadok, are expected in studio here at JM in the AM. We get to discuss the brand new Pesach Haggadah graphic novel here at JM in the AM. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. We'll uh, reunite with Gorf. We'll meet Erez and have some fun. Hey, don't forget, speaking of Pesach, Aaron's Passover Mega Center is open. Go to Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, about 175 feet away from there. You'll see their Passover Mega Center. Well worth it to uh, get it onto your shopping list for places to go to before Pesach. Did we just lose the... Uh... Oh, there we are. Oh, wait a second. Looks like we're having trouble with our newscast from Israel here. And I'm not sure why. Yeah, all right. My apologies. Looks like we will not be able to broadcast our news from Israel today, but this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at com, on the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
less that I own Then I recall the word with the glimmer of hope Of a purpose beyond everything that I've known While walking down life's path and singing out life's song I'm saying to myself, are the
right down there in front of me. Gonna take out this guitar and sing a moldy song. God is alive and well in Jerusalem, yeah. People praying three times a day to Him. Throw away the cars and bones, the stocks and bones, and up catalogs. Grab a boat, a plane, if need be, swim. Some folks got a Lincoln Continental He dented glass so nobody sees him Just one time a light to roll down the window Say you ain't gonna fool the law with this hunk of tin I was golfing a reporting, sir. Yes, Private. What is it? Well, Major, it's like this. I heard you needed a person for a mission impossible, and here I am. Oh, <laughs> well, good boy, Goldberg. This is a dangerous and top-secret assignment. Now, first, you'll take a jet. You'll fly at 30,000 feet, and then you'll parachute out over enemy territory. I'll take a jet, and I'll fly it at 30,000 feet, and I'll parachute out. Major? Don't worry about a thing. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. 
Hmm, well, I suppose we can get you there by boat. Now, when you get to the enemy campsite, you'll steal one of their camels and ride due east 41 miles to the bridge. Let us review. <laughs> when I get to the enemy campsite, I'll steal a camel and ride him due east 41 miles to the bridge. Major, don't worry about a tent. It'll never take place. I'm frightened of animals. All right, Goldberg, uh, you'll walk to the bridge. Now, when you get there, you'll take the 100 pounds of high-explosive TNT, you'll tie it on your back, then you'll tie yourself to one of the main beams under the bridge, and when the enemy tanks are crossing, you'll blow up the bridge. Aha! Now that's a plan. <laughs> I'll tie the 100 pounds of TNT on my back, then I'll tie myself to the bridge, and when the tanks come, boom! Don't you worry, Major. And I'm not gonna worry either, because I'm not going to do it. From the boom alone, I get such a migraine. Private, Private, I, I just don't understand you. You're afraid to fly, you're frightened of animals, you're terrified of high explosives. Why did you come in here in response to my request for a volunteer? Major, I came to tell you that on me, you shouldn't depend. J.M. in the A.M. on this Monday morning, April the 1st. But that's not the reason we're doing comedy. We're doing comedy because uh, it is still the month of Adar 2. Still an opportunity to uh, enjoy the comedy segments on this 25th of Adar 2 at J.M. in the A.M. Sunshine today with a high temperature of 49. Very, very chilly out right now in the New York area. Yeah, I'm warning everybody before you get into that trap where it's April, you think, and hey. Must be warmer than I think, but not the case this morning. Moshe Hech, God is alive and well in Jerusalem. Rabbi Nehorai, that's Yaakov Shweki. Chaim David had Laman Shmo. What a song. Moda Ani done by Aryeh Kunstler to open up the hour here at JM in the AM. We'll introduce to you later in this uh, broadcast Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Eris Tzadok. The Passover Haggadah graphic novel is out. We'll explain what it's all about and why it'll enhance your Seder table coming up on a Monday morning here at JM in the AM. How do you like that? Um, yesterday I heard the terrible, terrible news. I, I saw it on a on a on um, an email that came from Yeshiva Torah Shraga in Jerusalem, a yeshiva that I am uh, proud to say our family has uh, a strong connection with. Shlomi Mark, the eldest son of Rabbi Mickey Mark, was killed in a road accident near Kiryat Gat. The accident occurred when his motorcycle collided with a guardrail. He was initially treated by Magin David Adom, evacuated to Soroka in Beersheva, and was pronounced dead at the age of 29. Shlomi uh, Mark worked in the Prime Minister's office. The accident occurred while he was on his way to work. His father, Rabbi Mickey Mark, who so many of us remember, from Yeshiva Torah Shraga, was murdered in a terrorist shooting attack on Route 60 south of Hebron in 2016. His mother, Rabbi Mickey's widow, was seriously wounded in the attack. Following the attack, Shlomi, according to Harut Sheva, acted as the backbone of the family, supporting his mother and younger siblings. He leaves behind his wife, Yiska, whose father was also murdered in a terror attack, and three children. The couple lived in the Judea community of Utniel. The Mark family stated, we are forced to announce the death of our husband's son and dear brother. 
David Shlomo Shlomi, son of Rabbi Mickey Mark, following a terrible road accident on its way to work at the Prime Minister's office. The funeral taking place today at Haram Nuchot. So just heartbreaking news. And whatever anybody can do for the Mark family, obviously uh, it would be welcome. Just terrible. JM in the AM Monday at 23 minutes after 7 o'clock. More coming up on this Monday broadcast. Rabbi Goldwasser joining us at the 7.30 in the morning. And um, and the plenty more, of course. I mentioned earlier that the uh, the schedule is out for many of the uh, Cholomoid concerts, including Miami. Miami and Freed Monday night. Miami and Mordechai Shapiro Wednesday night, both at the Master Theater. Tuesday, Miami's going to be in New Jersey. And all those details will be coming out very, very soon. Go to jewishtickets.com for information about a whole bunch of stuff going on. Kolomoid Pesach. And in terms of Six Flags and our friends at uh, NCSY, Mordechai Shapiro will be down at Six Flags on Monday. Should be a great performance. Part of a big, big day down at Six Flags for Kolomoid. Go to ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Campbell, that completes our tour of the camp. And if you like, I'll walk you back to the headquarters building. Oh, yes, thank you, General Berkowitz. You know, it certainly has been a very fulfilling experience here visiting with your troops. I'm, I'm certain my readers will be as impressed as I am with the discipline and precision with which this camp is run, especially since it's an army made up basically of civilians. Thank you, Mr. Campbell. It's always a pleasure showing a member of the press around. Yeah, well, oh, General, uh, excuse me, I... I guess you didn't notice that guard, the, the private we just walked past, didn't salute you. He didn't what? He didn't salute me? <laughs> no, General, he didn't. Well, we'll see about that. Soldier, is it true that when I just passed you, that you didn't salute me? That's right, I didn't salute you. What's the matter, Mendel? You're mad at me. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M., 7.30 in the morning. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechen Nishmas Harav Zebin, and Zechen Nishmas Esther Basar, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Averu shebeinodom mechavero, enyo mekipurim mechaper. Those sins between man and his fellow man, Yom Kippur does not atone for, ad shifaisenu until the person will be able to appease him and ask mechila and ask forgiveness. The story is told of the great Rebbe of Brisk. He was once unassumingly traveling home on the train. He shared company with a group of people that were callous and they were playing cards. Bothered by this, one of them demanded that he should join the game or leave the car. When the rabbi didn't comply, the fellow physically removed him from the car. 
When the train arrived at Brisk, also the stop of the offender, he was shocked to see that throngs of people stood there waiting to greet that rabbi who he had thrown out of his car. Mortified, he ran over to ask forgiveness, but he was denied. Not able to be calm, he tried again and again. Finally, he made contact with the rabbi's son and begged him to find a way that he should be absolved. The boy, surprised at his father's uncharacteristic behavior, agreed to do whatever he could. He visited his father and began to discuss the laws of forgiveness. Their discussion touched upon the law that a person must not turn away someone who is asking forgiveness, especially three times or more. Taking his cue, the boy asked his father, How about so-and-so? He asked you to forgive him numerous times, yet you've denied him. He replied, Him? I cannot forgive him for what he did, the offense that he committed. The Rebbe of Brisk said, He offended this simple Jew that he took me to be. Let him ask forgiveness from a simple Jew. The law regarding physical injury is explicit in that even after the various compensatory payments have been made, the one who did the damage must seek the forgiveness of the injured party. Here we see the great tzaddik of Brisk took offense that perhaps the man thought that now he was a great rabbi, a very wise man. He said, let him come and ask me mechila for forgiveness as just a simple Jew, and I will certainly grant him mechila. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
I love 
It was one week ago that Eitan Katz was here in studio at JM and the AM. That's an amazing song, Ki Karov, off of the brand new Ashrecha album here at JM in the AM. Um, there we go. Uh, I have to just find this uh, list. Yonatan Razel before that with Hato. Monday morning, it's JM and the AM at 18 minutes before the hour. Gorf is going to be in studio here at JM and the AM coming up, and I believe that uh, Eriz Tadok is going to be accompanying him. They're both responsible for the amazing and incredible brand-new Passover Haggadah graphic novel. We'll discuss it. Ask Gorf to uh, give us all the details about creating this amazing work, and hopefully you'll have it at your uh, Seder table this coming Pesach, two weeks from this coming Friday night. It's a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM with Lipa. Boy, he left on off, left on off, be no one, the inky Hashem, the Eloi came, he is only Veloyanachni, a boy, the soin, Marisoi. Boy, you should put up a solid of Hatalis of Mr. Hill, Ich 
Levanto! 
Simcha Liner from the Project Relax Israeli edition. Before that, Ohad and Lavado. Mizmorla Soda done by Lipa. Eitan Katz, brand new with Kikarov. Gorf's going to join us coming up. Plenty happening here on a Monday. Keep it here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com. On the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Here we are, we're together again, and remembering when we met, all the games, all the jokes that we laughed at, the pain that we shared, and we knew that no matter what came, our bond would remain the same. I can travel down any road, cause I know that I'm not alone.
in the AM with the Yaakov Shweki here at JM the AM. Mordechai Shapiro opened the hour. It is a Monday morning broadcast. Reminder that our friends at uh, Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, uh, they've got an amazing and incredible Passover mega center that you must check out. Um, it's uh, about 175 feet away from Aaron's Casino Farms, so you could literally do all your Pesach shopping in the same parking lot. That's right, leaving your car uh, exactly where you want it. Or you could do what I do and uh, actually move the car in between your visits 
to the two stores. Either way, uh, your cheeses, your dairy, your frozen meat and fish and frozen items, etc., uh, that you get in Aaron's Casino Farms and uh, everything else. And I mean everything else. They have so much. It's amazing. Uh, you get at the Mega Center Superstore, which is, again, 175 feet away. Details, you could just search Aaron's Casino Farms uh, online, and all the details will be there. Well, you may recall during our visit to our friends at Cohen Publishers just a couple of weeks ago in Jerusalem and Israel, one of the many publications that they mentioned is uh, going to be coming out is the Passover Haggadah graphic novel. Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Eris Sadok are responsible for it. And uh, many weeks ago, uh, once we found out Gorf's exact schedule, he is impossible to keep track of, frankly, uh, we arranged for both of these gentlemen, no April Fool's joke, they're really here, uh, both of these gentlemen to be in studio and discuss the brand new Pesach Haggadah graphic novel. Jordan B. Gorfinkel, Eris Sadok, Shalom Boker Tov, welcome to JM in the AM. Oh, Erez with that Israeli accent. Very Bo- nice. Boker Or, Boker Or. Jordan B. Gorfinkel, not with the Israeli accent, but nonetheless, good morning to you, sir. Nice to see you, Nachum. Such a pleasure to be on the JM in the AM, I would say, airwaves. You know what? I'm still going to say airwaves. The JM in the AM airwaves. I'm trying to think the last time you were in this studio. It's been a while, huh? Yeah, I recall being a guest host on one of your evening shows on wow. the AM broadcast. Gosh, that goes back a while, huh? Yeah, and I think you were still in Jersey City at the time. My but. gosh. Boy, oh boy, nice to reunite in this manner, sir. But I got to say, the surroundings that we're in in the studio right now are as comfortable, if not more comfortable, than ever before. Makes you feel homey, huh? Yeah. You know, it brings me back to Uppsala College. That's all I can say. And you remember those days. I remember those You're days. You're showing your age, Mr. Gorfinkel. No, I'm not showing my age. I'm sounding my age. <laughs> Good boy. I have a face for radio. So I think I think you did a disservice to uh, some of the people out there in the community, and that's how I'm starting. That's my welcome to you. By the way, I was prepared. Done, that you've done a disservice. Um, you've named this the Passover Haggadah graphic novel, and the graphic part, I think, is obvious to everybody. When you're associated with any project, there are going to be amazing graphics accompanying the project. But novel? You've gone ahead, in my opinion. And you have illustrated, along with Erez, of course, illustrated and have brought to life through the most amazing, what I would call pictures, but I know there are obviously many more technical terms for it than that, um, the story of Pesach and the Haggadah. I don't know if I'd call it a novel. You follow. You have followed along to the letter exactly what the Haggadah teaches us, what it, uh, what it says, and what we're required to say on Seder night. So I don't know if novel is the right word. What do you say, Jordan B. Gorfinkel? A graphic novel is the highfalutin term for a comic book. (laughs) So so you've taken the Haggadah uh, in its real, authentic form and have turned it into what most people would call a comic book, but you felt, I guess, it wasn't appropriate to utilize that term in your title, right? Well, I knew you would bust my chops when I came in here, so I had to start from a high in order to leave you someplace to take me Yes, go ahead. But you get my point about novel. You get my point. Yes, yes. Because novel sounds like you've sort of, I don't know, incorporated elements to this Passover story that we may not be familiar with or might be a little bit off the beaten path compared to a regular Haggadah. And I say just the opposite. You have done such a tremendous justice to the Haggadah in this form that I I think novel may be selling it short. How do you like that? Thank you. The term graphic novel was originated by Will Eisner, 
And he was one of a long line of Jewish people who conceived of the sequential art form of comics and graphic novels. But the graphic novel Even refers to... Even if we to, use the term novel differently than that. When, yeah, okay, well, but it. except that it, it is related, and you make a very good point, as much as you're joking around, we will well, continue to joke around. Because yeah. it is Adar, after all. Right. By the way, on the drive here, I had the pleasure of explaining to Erez Sadok, our wonderful Israeli artist who's in, for Netanya, in right. from Netanya in Israel, and by the way, he is only here for a very short period of time, and you are the only media that he is doing. This nice. is the only radio show. This is exclusive to the Nachum Siegel Network. So our reputation preceded us, huh? <laughs> Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go ahead. You were saying. Right. I, mean, but, I, mean, I, mean, I really am only semi-joking. I think yeah, that, yeah. You know. Eris, you want to take it from here? Eris, shalom, bokir tov. All right, tell me what you tell me what you think. I mean, this is really much more authentic than what we as Americans would call a novel, right? Yeah, in the Hebrew edition, we had to deal with the graphic novel. In Hebrew, it's hard to say on this book Roman Graphi. Right. So we decided to give it another uh, different name because people are not familiar with the term graphic novel. What did you call it in Hebrew? Uh, we called it. We I actually have it here. Hasipura Metsuyar. An illustrated story. Right. Yeah. Right. Because without Nikudot, Roman Graffi actually looked like Roman Gorfi, right. and people thought it was my new nickname. They'd really think it was a joke then. Yeah. So yeah. that that you'd have to, and you know, I, I really don't mean to drive you nuts and nitpick, but you have to admit that that title probably tells the story of what you've done here better than the English title. Yeah, right? so I was going to explain before, the graphic novel term came up because uh, Will Eisner was the very first comics or cartoon creator who created a story that start to finish within the same volume had the entire story. So up till then, you had comics stories that would be anthologized. Like serialized. Right, serialized. You'd have parts one, two, three, four, right. five. You would collect them into what in the industry we call a trade paperback or right. a collection. But he was the first one to innovate the idea that you could have a story that begins and ends and exists solely within a novel that is filled with graphics. And I but should I'm add, by the way, that the reason that we shy away from using the word comics is because the knee-jerk reaction that most people have, understandably, when they look at this incredible graphic novel illustrated so brilliantly by Eras, is that it's it's well-earned. By the way, Eras is going well, to be... Well, finish your point. Eras is going to be the next great comic book artist in the world, not just in, in and, Judaism. And we'll get to that, yeah. Right. So, so the... Um, uh, the knee-jerk reaction is that comics is for kids. Right. Now, this graphic novel is for kids, but I like to say it's for the young and the young at heart as well because, like you said before, what's the central mitzvah, mitzvah of Pesach? It's to see yourself as if you are coming out of Egypt right now. Right. What better way to do that than to insert the words right. into pictures, not like an illustrator in an illuminated Haggadah in which the pictures and words are complementary. These are fused together, so they give each other context. Okay. Uh, I, I felt it was important that I bring this up, and now I'm glad I did because uh, you've hit the exact point that I wanted to make sure to illustrate for our listeners. Illustrate, very good. Right, and that is that, it, that I mean, I, I, when I finally opened this up in advance of this interview to see what it's all about, I said to myself, this is a Haggadah that I, or really anybody who wants to be more engaged with the story, is going to love. It's serious. I know that that, again, sounds funny in light of the fact that it's, you know, comic form or cartoon form, but it's serious. It's real. 
everything is is taken very seriously in terms of both the illustrations and the cap. These are called captions. What are these called? These dialogue. Dialogue. That's right. The it. caption boxes are narration, and the dialogue is the spoken word. And let me just touch on that for a second. That was one of the major innovations here. When you have dialogue, the words are being spoken directly by the characters or the historical figures right. because here we have a mix of both. Mm -hmm. And the fascinating thing is for the first time since some of these major historical figures spoke these words, the words are back in their mouth. So, for example, when you see in the classic story of B'nai Brak with the five rabbis right. who are sitting around the table and discussing the uh, this Pesach Seder, Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the Exodus for the liberation, I should say, forgive me, David Olivestone, our translator, who does not want us to use the word Exodus, the liberation from Egypt. Right. For the first time, you see them saying it, and those words are coming out of their mouths, and right. it's real again. And when that Talmud, that student, comes and says, "Nu, Rabosai, Igias Manshal Shacharis, it's time for the morning prayer, that teenager is saying it. And it's real, and it's effective, and it's exciting, and as you said, it's engaging. Now, all of this, I'm telling you, here, here's, and the people at Curran are going to love this one. I have, uh, I have a collection because of my age <laughs> and everyone's fascination with Pesach. I have a collection probably of four large boxes of Haggadot that I have accumulated over the years. For a second there, I thought you were going to say a big collection of comic books, and I was getting very <laughs> excited, and then it just took a left turn. All different Haggadot. I mean, you know, from, from every rabbi that I'm interested in, you know, hearing what they have to say, to every institution that releases a Haggadah in a unique form, and of course, you know what it's like out there in this market. I mean, you've got a lot of, a lot of colleagues out there, to say the least. So I'm saying to myself, I wonder... If this is one that I want to add to my collection, because after all, you know, we've got a million of them. And then as I'm opening it up and reading it and seeing it, I'm saying this is one that I would consider to be one of the most important Haggadot, again, for the reason you just reiterated, that it, it is engaging, that anybody at any age will find this entertaining, engaging. And again, and this is where I started up with you about the word novel, it, this is, it, there, there are no jokes here. There are no jokes there's no um, uh, inaccuracies. This is the story of Pesach as told by the one who wrote the Haggadah. And I think that that's very important to mention. It's not just an entertaining work and one that looks really entertaining. And by the way, this does follow along the lines of your work in general. People who know Gorf know that you may be a cartoonist and you may be somebody who reaches people through this type of work, but they also know you do some very serious topics in, in you know making sure to do it in a very accurate way. So this really does follow. We don't know errors as well. We know you. This really does follow the formula that you've been doing for the last 30 years. Well, let's use novel in both senses of the word. It's novel in its structure, but it's right. also novel in, as in it's unique. Correct. And I think one of the most exciting parts of this Passover Haggadah graphic novel is that it operates on two levels, like a good Bugs Bunny cartoon, or you'll forgive me, a good Simpsons cartoon. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. For those of you out there... <laughs> now we've woken up the audience. Yeah, for those of you out there, a Family Guy cartoon, or we could keep going. <laughs> I, can't, the, I can't see them around the Seder table. <laughs> the idea... Don't get me started. <laughs> exactly. But the, the idea is that you can read it on the surface level and get the basic meaning. But then we also have, you know how in uh, popular culture right now, when you have a video game or you have a movie, they call them Easter eggs. Right. 
forgive me. Mm-hmm. They call them Easter eggs because the idea is you want to find some secret hidden right. meaning or tidbit. Right. So here I like to say we have roasted eggs. Right. <laughs> and the roasted eggs that we're finding are the Perushim and the Agadah and all of the homiletics and all of the interpretations and all of the, uh, the depths and the layers that you have within all of this storytelling within the Passover Haggadah, within the Passover Seder, to truly bring the story to life at whatever level you're at. If you're a Chacham or the Rasha, if you are the, the, uh, the wise or the obstinate or the rebellious child, as we put it in here, or you are the Tam or you're the Sheno Yodeli Shol, this is a Haggadah that will engage everybody at your Seder table from every single background, no matter, uh, and by the way, we should establish it's got the full Hebrew yep. unabridged. It's got everything. It's got the transliteration. It's a true and it's got the brand new, modern, but completely authoritative translation by David Olivestone, right. whom I touched on before, right. formerly of the OU and famous for having written the NCSY Bencher. Right. And it's from the publisher, Koren. I consider them to be the gold standard of Jewish religious texts. So you know that you're coming at it from a point of authenticity and uh, authority. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't tell you this, Koren is the natural partner for you on this. I mean, they've given you, I'm sure, the leeway to create this to the degree that you Uh, wanted to. It's been an unbelievable pleasure and an honor. I I tell the story often when I was becoming a bar mitzvah in uh, and, and by the way, for those of you out there, you can hear that my accent is all over the map over here. I always say I'm kind of a Jewish mutt. I've been on a book tour for the last eight, ten weeks or so visiting across the country. And the book tour continues now in the New York, New Jersey area for the next week and into Boston and back to Southern California and on and on. So I speak to a variety of different audiences of uh, of Jewish people and, for that matter, universal audiences as well. Right. So I can go Torah SMS. I can go Torah SMS. I can go Torah Temet. We got it. Yeah. I can you, translate you, it for you. Were, you, too. you were making a point before that. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> before that little. It doesn't matter. Anymore. What do you have for breakfast? About, Nahum? about Corin, you were saying. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, the point is so when I was a this... bar mitzvah, right. they, uh, I was handed by my bar mitzvah teacher, David Lennon of blessed memory, a Koren Humash. Right. And he said, This is what you're going to learn from because it is midactic. It is as exact as you're going to get, and there's no other thing to learn from. I, I don't know if I still have the same one, but certainly we all have our, our Koren, and I've learned how to pronounce it correctly. It's Koren. Wow, so we make the mistake. Yeah, well, it's because it's named after the calligrapher right. who started the company in the 50s, Correct. Koren. Uh, so I don't, we all have our taped together Koren Humash or Sidur or something that we carry around and we treasure, and to be now published by that company that is 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 the again the gold standard is really right. quite a couple. Gorf we know and he's here. Eris Tadok we're not as familiar with. How'd you meet Eris Tadok? I was invited here's the background. I do a Jewish cartoon workshop in summer camps and schools where I teach Parshat Shavua Including or places Yonut in this area so or it's more in the Midwest? No, all over the place. Okay. All over the place. Um, and I, I, I could give you examples, but visit Jewishcartoon.com slash workshop and you'll find more examples. Okay. And the idea is that I teach the rudiments of four-panel humor cartoons, like the cartoon I do at JewishCartoon.com. Including how to draw it? the Jewish Week. And it's not about drawing. It's about storytelling. Got it. So I always say, how many of you here, Nachum, show of hands, can you draw a stick figure? I could do that. Okay. Can you? That's right. Show of hands is not going to work right. on the radio. <laughs> but, but I could do that, yeah. Can you write words on a page? Yes. Okay, good. Can you tell me a story like, what did you do yesterday? Afternoon? Not a great storyteller, which is people don't believe that about me, but I could do it, yeah. Okay. 
You are officially a Jew. Oh, sorry. Are you Jewish? Yes. Okay. You're officially a Jewish cartoonist. Thank God. I've been inducted by Gorf himself. You Whoa! are. You are indeed. And the reason why is cartoons are not art. They utilize art and they can aspire to be art, but they're not meant to be something where you stand with a palette in your hand and you're dipping a brush in your hand and you are dabbing the paint onto the canvas and you are standing back by two feet and admiring the fine art. It's not like that. It's comics. The idea is you should enjoy it, you should learn from it, you should be inspired by it, and most of all, it should tell a story. Right, but the nuances that you include in your cartoons, you have to admit, do in fact alter at times the way people perceive what you're writing. So, and so everybody those details can do are this. important. Right. Everybody can do this. Even the details, huh? Yes. They can get it. Everybody's got this power. So how'd you meet Eris? So I was doing a Jewish cartoon workshop in a camp called Camp Yavna, which is a wonderful camp in New Hampshire. And there was an art instructor there, somebody who said, you know, I think you'd really be a big hit if you went to this um, uh, Limud festival, this Limud conference, which is kind of a teach and learn. Everybody comes to be both a teacher and and a student to learn from other people that takes place as counter-programming in the end of December. They take over a campus in Britain, and it's 5,000 people. It's really great. So I was standing in the queue, the dinner queue, or is it the supper queue? Uh, British people out there correct me. And somebody in back of me recognized me as the cartoonist. And he said, you know, have you ever seen the work of uh, Rutu Modan? And I said, I don't know who that is. Oh, wonderful Israeli graphic novelist. You should check it out. So I was going to Israel, or Israel, right afterwards. And I went into a bookstore, and I found her work, and I was blown away. And then when I had conceived of the idea of doing the Passover Haggadah graphic novel, I knew that I wanted an Israeli artist because an Israeli artist is going to draw things, again, this is very important for me, authentically. So if I call, for example, for a picture of B'nai Brock, the Israeli artist can walk outside, turn to the left, and there's modern B'nai Brak, turn to the right and touch the stones of B'nai Brak going back 2,000 years to the time of the Mishnah when they wrote the original text for the Haggadah. Right. So I had the hardest time in the world finding, sourcing a Jewish-Israeli graphic novelist because the comic book industry in Israel, and Erez will talk about this a little more, is not quite mature yet. I mean, it's been a wartime economy for a long time. Comics is not something that was really developed into an industry. So how do I find somebody? For months I look, and finally it hit me, why don't I just use this modern innovation of Facebook to find somebody who is already working or teaching and who will hopefully introduce me. Rutu Modan replied right away, and she says, Eras, you want Eras. Eras sent his work. I shared it with my fellow Batman editors, and they said, yep, this is the guy. And the next thing you know, three years later, here we are with uh, a Passover Haggadah. Are, are you are you considered a? I assume you're considered a professional graphic artist. Is that how we would call it? Would that I be hope the, so. Would that be the proper term? And what does Gorf mean when he says the comic industry has not yet grown up in Israel? What does that mean? We have comic book artists, pretty good artists, but in general, um, the industry in Israel is not big. You don't have a lot of artists because comic book artists because the the um, the population in Israel is so small. Right. You don't have a. It's so. How does an Israeli get his comic book fix? He reads Batman and stuff that comes out of the uh, United States. Now they do. But in English. In English. Right. In English. When I was young, I read the uh, Israeli comics. This like, is a, give me one superhero or it's or. It's not a superhero. What, is it? what, are, what are some of the it's characters? Like, it's like Archie. Ah. Uh, but more. Uh, 
Sophisticated? <laughs> kind of, you can say. It's, uh... Went to a better high school than, than Riverdale? No. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday we were driving the car. He said, did you know that Riverdale is a real place? <laughs> the drug head's not a real guy, though. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So this comic's called Zbang. Uh, Zbang, this is the name of the comics. And the one who created this book is Uri Fink. This is my... Uh, model right and this is how i got to know comics i didn't right uh, read any comics before and this was my first before that it was disney movies right so your goal would be to really i assume either develop or work with someone who could develop a great character for israelis right that would be the goal eventually right to develop a a barba abba for for <laughs> for adults right i would guess uh, yes um, now I'm looking towards to the American market. Right. To... See, that's the problem. Yes. Now we're so it's, we're so global that now you say yes. to yourself, I may as well try to pursue these American projects. Yes. That's, that's not a problem. Well, that's you know incredible. What I mean. Right. But Think it, about but what it that means. But it stifles the, the effort to do the same thing in Israel. No, no, no. It, I, I would you disagree with so? that. Yeah, for a very simple reason. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you have an answer? No, you can continue. I, I was going to say because... Israel is still a relatively small, um, small economy. So if Ares has the ability, everybody who's in the entertainment business, listen to this. If Ares has the ability to earn a solid living doing international comics, right. he can then be comfortable and do the occasional Jewish or Israeli project that otherwise would right. not be sustainable. And develop the characters that you know, right. that were recommended. So I, I, in my career as well. I, I worked as the editor of Batman for the better part of a decade, and material of mine has been made into movies and TV shows and games and all all that right. sort of stuff. But I'm able to bring it full circle back to Judaism, right. and the and this applies to Eras also. During the gestation of this project, and this project was a nonprofit project where we raised the money from very generous sponsors and donors who invested in this, not only financially mm -hmm. but also spiritually. And we'll talk about phase two, our proposed phase two, in a little while. But Are they listed in the Haggadah? Yeah, they're listed in the back. We cool. had wonderful Indiegogo supporters, our crowdfunding so nice. supporters. And by the way, to all the supporters out there, your Haggadot are getting in the mail, I promise nice. you. Right. We had uh, two continents worth of work to do to get our perks together, but we're getting them in the mail before Pesach. You all have them. We thank you. We're very, very grateful to all of you very nice. for your support. And uh, anyway, so so I have all of this experience working in mainstream entertainment at the highest level with arguably the most important character in all of fiction, the Dark Knight. And I'm able to take yeah, that well, experience. Too dark for me, but, yeah. It depends. There's a Batman yeah. for every season, but that's a different topic. Yeah, yeah. So we. How's uh, Alfred doing here? Right? He's, doing uh, he's got his own uh, ten-part <laughs> TV show coming out soon. So Is he's that doing true? great. Oh yeah, on Epics. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not here to publicize for Warner Brothers. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, that's it. Right. Right I'm now. I'm always concerned about right, Alfred. Right he now, Ma Matis Winegas is laughing. He's going. It's so easy to get Gorf off the topic. <laughs> yes, that yeah. we know. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I'm able to take that experience. Right and apply it towards doing the most difficult thing in the world, which is taking a non-chronological book like the Haggadah, which I liken to be a Wikipedia page or a Sparkles mm -hmm. or Cliff Notes of Judaism. It's right. got everything. It's got theology. It's got philosophy. It's got rituals. It's got... It's got humor. It's got humor. Right. Thank you. I'm glad you brought it back. Right. As you said before, it's you know not a joking matter. Right. It's not, but it's still, there's a lot of humor. A lot of Haggadah. irony in there. Right. Nice. It's got everything that you want right. in something that, that encapsulates 
the wonderful religion of Judaism, the wonderful right. practice of Judaism. And the only way that I was able to enforce a narrative structure on something that is inherently not narrative was because of my experience of doing comics on the highest level internationally. Right. I got that. I got that. Point well taken. Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Eris Sadok are in studio. The book is called The Passover Haggadah Graphic Novel. I cannot recommend it enough. Every family, every home should have at least one. If you want to purchase one for everybody at the Seder, I don't think that Gorf or Eris will object to that at all. Uh, our friends at Corin, of course, um, uh, are publishing it, and uh, and they do amazing work and come up with the most incredible projects. Now, you're going to have to explain to Erez after this show that this is not a, a question that is meant to insult him at all. But based on our background, I must ask, and I'm sure a lot of people out there— I just met you 20 minutes ago. I'm sure a lot of people are curious about this, and that's why I asked those questions that I think people are curious about. Knowing your expertise, we believe— Jordan Gorfinkel could have done this project. Oops, sorry about that. Could have done this project alone, right? We believe because we know your work. Your work's hanging in this studio. We know your work, and we know how great a cartoonist you are. So, could Jordan B. Gorfinkel not have done this project without a partner? That's a two-part answer. Okay. Answer number one is Erez has more talent in his pinky than I have in my entire And body. we just have to believe that, even though we think you're king of the industry. Well, we you, have don't, to believe you don't have to believe it. Go online right now, and you can go to jewishcartoon.com slash Passover, and you can see a preview of this project as we're talking, and you can see just how brilliant Erez is on every possible level. And he A level you cannot reach. A talking. level that I cannot reach. Wow. Yeah, not at all. Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> well, Eris, if you don't mind, I have a question for you, building off of what Nahum said. What makes you a storyteller on a level that is beyond what you, you've seen me draw? We've been, we drew together last night. We had a wonderful Dueling event. Dueling drawers, huh? Yeah, we, we did, and we, we've been signing books, and we've been illustrating in books and doing superheroes and caricatures and everything else for people. But uh, uh, who was it? Was it my daughter, Ashira, who said? my? Uh, by the way, I... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to get off the air without saying hello, Ashira, Eliana, Noam, Ori, and my wife, Amy, who allowed me the time to be able to go on this Passover Agadah book tour. And go. your family, Eras? Yes, Lena and my daughter, Maitela. I need to be very thankful to them for all the time they gave me to do this. Yeah. So what makes you in a, a true comic book artist and a sequential storyteller? With all honesty, I have to, to admit that Gorf has a lot of patience. And he passed me all his experience from as a former DC editor, and he taught me a lot and made uh, and improved me to be a better artist than I am now. Than as I am now, so I'm really thankful to him for his uh, all the all, all of his patience. So Erez was a necessity in this project, in your opinion? Yes. You can't go ahead and do this without him. But if if we complete novices in this whole thing who are always marveling sorry for that reference are always marvel is marvel's good or bad i forget <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're all great oh they're all good okay uh, as we always marvel at your work if if we just right now would see your best and his best would it be obvious to us who's a better illustrator a better drawer or not yes it would be Yes. So I'm going to ask both of you. Yeah, and by the way, I wouldn't put better necessarily. It's different. It's right. the skill set. Got it. And Ares' skill set is so has such depth and uh, ability and range 
I do one or two things fairly well. I like to say that in my many years of drawing the uh, uh, JewishCartoon.com feature in the New York Jewish Week and a bunch of other newspapers, and by the way, for those of you out there <laughs> who don't know what a newspaper is, it's when you take the internet and you print it out and you hand it to people. So there you go, you youngsters out there. So I do one or two things pretty well. Ares does everything well. In the comic book industry, in the graphic novel industry, many times it's like a uh, an assembly line. So you'll have somebody who writes right. and somebody who pencils, who does the temporary drawings, somebody who inks, who adds the permanent uh, uh, depth to the drawings, somebody who colors, somebody who letters. Ares is one of those rare people who can do it all and not only do it well, but he's continuing to grow grow exponentially. And again, check out his artwork. Right. And he also, you you have a weekly uh, cartoon that you do if people yes. want to enjoy Where his Instagram? work. Where is Instagram? On Instagram? Yes, it's in English. Just the, follow Erez Sadok? Yes, Erez Sadok, just one Z. Right. And, and it's called? A Bundle of Joya. And this, it's about? It's about my uh, experience. Uh, funny moments I have with my wife, my daughter, and everyday my, life. Everyday life, nice. and with my dog Joya. This ah, is why nice. it's called Bundle of Joya. <laughs> All right. So because you claim that that he's much better than you are, you're both going to inscribe this book. You have a good pen, uh, Gorf. Yeah. Well, you, we, you travel with a good pen. We, uh, <laughs> you're both going to inscribe this book, and uh, oh, you've already started. I we've see. already okay. started, and we'll see the comparison between the two of you. Oh, also, okay. tell people how to get the book. How do people get this agada? Because you know, Gorf, two weeks from Friday night is the Seder. You know, know that? I know that. So how do people get the Passover Haggadah graphic novel? For three years, I've been eating only matzah, <laughs> waiting for this moment, two weeks from now, and it's finally, finally coming. You're eating and drinking Pesach all year round, huh? When, when Pesach is over, I'm still working on a Haggadah, and I'm saying, what's the matter? Why is everybody saying, uh, don't, don't, please, don't, don't Why is everyone putting away next the dishes? Year? Right, why are you putting away the dishes? I don't put away my art pen. All right, how do people get the Haggadah? So the Haggadah is available everywhere that Jewish books are sold, and you can get it at Jewish bookstores. And I please, I recommend that you support your local Jewish bookstore. Uh, it's a very important community service. You can get it online. It's available through the Koren website, and uh, Haggadahs are us. And, uh, Seriously? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, and search it up, and you will find it. All right, corinpub.com, right? Am I right? Corinpub. Yes. That, that's that's uh, one of the ways, as, as Gorf said, and of course your local store is amazing. Uh, I'll I'll tell you my favorite page in Haggadah because if I would ask Erez or uh, I would I would ask Erez because he's the illustrator, but he'll you know he'll give that traditional answer every page. I love every page. You know the whole routine. I don't think, we don't have to go through that. Here's my favorite page of the Haggadah. That's too bad because I was really looking forward to doing that. But here you do the whole routine. Yeah, <laughs> I like every page. I, you know, it's right, like, I can't do, do you, have, babies, a, do you right. have a favorite child? You know, you know I mean, come on. Right. But the best part is he's going to do it in Hebrew. <laughs> After three and a half decades, I know the whole routine. But here's my favorite page, and I think it has to do with the joy that he was able to incorporate into this page. And when there's joy in the Jewish people, I'm very, very happy. We are all obligated on the night of the Seder. And in every generation in general, we are all obligated to um, to see ourselves as if we left Egypt, right? We're supposed to actually feel it as we as we left Egypt. And of course, the night of the Seder is the, the the most obvious night that that would be, you know, the feeling among the Jewish people. And look what he did! Look what he did for the illustration. Does that illustration speak to you about the concept of joy, gladness, happiness, uh, um, uh, thankfulness to the One above that we have our liberation? that we have our freedom, I think it does. And for those of you looking for it, it's page 87 of the uh, Passover Haggadah graphic novel.
Well, you have to describe what we're looking at. We're looking at a scene of Exodus. Again, I know you don't need you, you'd say liberation, but we're, we're looking at this scene, uh, which, of course, uh, uh, quotes and tells us both in Hebrew and English the actual uh, uh, parts of the Torah that, uh, that, that report on this scene. And we've always envisioned what it would have been like for the Jewish people, and we've discussed this from you know from when we were younger all the way until today. What's it like walking through uh, on dry land when there's water on both sides of you, right? Kriyat Yamsuf and the eventual liberation. And what would uh, what would the reaction be among those people? I don't know if we've ever seen a close up like this, a close up of the Jewish people with such joy on their faces, with reality hitting them that now they're in a different reality, that now they are in a a, a world that's completely different. Now they can adjust. Uh, to a world that's unlike what it was hundreds and hundreds of years before. You get my point, Mr. Gorfinkel? I do. Yeah, you're looking at a big selfie picture right. with a, a conglomeration of Jewish people from 4,000 years of history all walking through the parted sea together. Correct. And one of the most important aspects of doing this book for me was that we should represent every kind of Jew— uh, I am a uh, very, uh, shall we say, pale-complexioned Ashkenazi Jew, but there are many other stripes and colors that we come in. And in this scene, and indeed in the entire book, you have men and women of different complexions and backgrounds. Right. You have Sfardim. And you babies, have children. Edoram Mizrach. You have babies. Right. You have children. You have rabbis. Goat, goats, rabbis. Rabbi, Rabbi Sachs made it in. You saw Rabbi Sachs yeah, is in there. One of the fun parts Natan is— Natan Sharansky's in there. I'm trying to see who else I— yeah, you can go through this selfie and you can find historical yeah. figures as well as some of our supporters. Nice. And most of all, just again, have fun. Oh, some fun. of the supporters are in there? Oh, That's yeah. great. That's great. You can have fun finding the roasted eggs. Oh, you have um, Elon Ramon in there. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, how many? How many more are there that I should get? Mm-hmm. I got Sharansky. I got Rabbi Sachs. I got Elon ten Ramon. More. How many more? There's like 10, ten more? Have, uh, no, but I wouldn't know the supporters. I wouldn't know. I the know the supporters. How many, how many famous people? As opposed to uh, oh Ben Gurion, yeah. Ben Gurion is here. Um, I didn't even realize that Ben Gurion left Egypt. But then again, every generation left Egypt, right? That's the whole point. Right, but he stayed in the desert. This guy looks like Christopher Reeve a bit, but I don't think that's him. That's our <laughs> another no, Superman reference. Yes, well he'll appreciate that. Those are our supporters. Oh, that's one of the supporters, that's Jennifer great. and Grant Dinner, who are our lead <laughs> so, funders. So tell Grant that I thought he was Christopher Reeve. I'm, I'm gonna do Paul. better. I'm gonna play this interview for him. <laughs> what do you got, Errors? What did I miss? Anything else? Or Point to the one that I missed, and I'll see if I can figure out who it is. Who's that? Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Steven Spielberg's in there? Yes. With the red cap? Oh, Nahum? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It is. You're in here, too. Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm being totally serious. Now i got to find myself. <laughs> this is going to take a while, folks. Uh, I'm so glad I pointed out this page. Of all the pages, I pointed this one out. It's actually a selfie picture of a lot of people leaving Egypt, and of course, because of the tradition... That we always say that um, that we need to see ourselves in every generation as if we have just left Egypt. Uh, there are people. Oh, Moshe Dayan is in here. Yeah. There are people of uh, of Theodor Herzl is in here, standing right next to Rabbi Sachs. How do you like that? The Babasali is in here. Yes. Um, and there's see- Nachum Siegel with his microphone headset. There he is. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. My beard has never been bigger or grayer. So thank you, Erez. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so there you have it. We'll see if my kids can pick me, pick me out or not at the Seder. Now I know that this will be at my Seder. I can tell you that much. I'm not giving up the opportunity for all that entertainment in uh, in picking out different figures. Are there other? Is there other fun stuff? I mean, I just stumbled upon this one. Is there other fun it's stuff? Just the beginning. That's seriously. Erez, do you want to talk about the goat family? 
the goat family is the you can look at the beginning of the of the book yeah. this is the i really like this character this is the one that introduced you to the idea of the book right the idea of the book so the the hardest part of putting together a passover haggadah graphic novel again, was enforcing a narrative on a structure that will jump around, as the Haktamaz, the introduction says, between different eras and periods and mindsets. So one minute you'll be in the Roman era, and the next minute you'll be back in the time of the Avot, the forefathers and foremothers 2,000 years earlier, and then you're back to the future, which is a nod to uh, my, my friend Bob Gale, who wrote Back to the Future, wow. and he's so actual, on and so forth. He's the actual screenwriter? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. And... Um, and, and the idea oh, here was... Oh, there's so many things I need to ask him, Gorf. You'll have to take some messages for me if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's been a while since I've seen him, but he is near and dear to me. Well, as somebody who's watched the movie a hundred times, I have a right to ask him some questions. Yeah, well, what you really need to do is you need to get Mike Boxer from 613 on here because he can do the whole movie with all the voices by heart. It's the funniest he thing you've ever heard. He knows the entire dialogue. Yeah, yeah, you really have to. Next time he's here, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. No joke. Uh, so it, this is taking another strange turn. Yeah. So My fault, not the, yours. The idea is that we needed some way of tying all of these disparate ideas together. So we conceived of having a narrative character. And right. One of, uh, there were, people often ask me, what was the inciting incident? What was the motivating moment that brought this book into creation? And I, I don't really have that lightning strike moment. It wasn't like suddenly, oh, a voice from heaven came and said, you shall do the Passover Haggadah graphic novel. Plus, you're up against the whole thing that there are a million Haggadahs out there. Like, I, you know. That never bothered me for a second because I, I never I never thought in that way. You I, know you could do something unique. I, well, I thought this is going to be my way of giving back to give you touched on the word joy before right. my way of expressing joy to, for and to the Jewish people, cool. and uh, a couple people were instrumental. If I may bridge my musical background here, instrumental in helping to lead me to the idea. One was a former editor at DC Comics who said, "Gorf, why don't you do a Haggadah for me? You see, I'm somebody who comes from a Chiloni, a secular background, and I don't." really have a grasp on Hebrew. And uh, likewise, uh, I have a friend uh, who's uh, big in the Jewish a cappella world who said, I feel intimidated, in fact, as a father leading the Seder because I don't really know what to do. Wow. And I've never had anybody really teach me how. So can there be a guide that can walk us through and show us what to do at every stage? And at the same time, I'm thinking this guide can also be somebody who will give the book a beginning, and I'm not going to not going to ruin it. No right. spoiler alerts here, but give it a very poignant, meaningful ending. Right. So this truly is like a great Marvel or DC movie, where you have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you can read it like a story, or you can use it like a Haggadah. Um, I got to point out, I, we're, we're so up against the clock, but there are a couple of things I must point out. First of all, your illustration of the Kara, the Seder plate, is amazing. It is so fun. It is such a fun. I mean, I, you could spend 20 minutes at the Seder just sharing this with your kids and having fun about in terms of how this was put together. So that's amazing. I, lo I, lo I love the girl on the roasted egg. You know, because every egg at the Seder, you know, ends up being cracked. So it's pretty funny that that's how Now it we know how it happens. <laughs> And then brilliance is this you or him that comes up with the concept of bricklaying to describe the buildup of the Haggadah through all the different symbols. 
Was that Eras? It's a collaborative effort. I think Eras, you had done the initial layout, and then we had our brilliant production designer, Sipora Ginsberg, along with Tani Bayer at Koren. We met them, right? Who put the whole thing together. Because this is it. To us, this is the whole story, is the building that Jews were forced to do in Egypt, the bricklaying, the, you know... I mean, everything... Once again, that's how the fusion right. of words and pictures can give added layers and meanings and context that just the simple juxtaposition of words and pictures throughout history, throughout, as you would say, the millions of previous Haggadot have not been able to do. That and, is what is novel, shall and we on, say, graphic. And on the Vahisha Amda page, which discusses how in every generation, you know, somebody or some group always wants to destroy us. Uh, you revert, I assume this was your influence, to, to part of your expertise, which is modern Jewish history and the challenges and terrible tragedies that we've had in modern Jewish history, and you've incorporated those into, again, what would be, I don't know, a list, a collection, unfortunately, of different episodes that have happened over the last thousands of years. Where possible, we have tried to broaden the story, again, remaining respectful to the original right. text and intention. We've tried to broaden the story to be able to include lots of periods of history, lots of different Jewish people, lots of different backgrounds. Even in the same picture. Even where, in the Where same you have picture. tormentors of Jews who represent, again, thousands of different... Right. And, and another interesting thing here is uh, we do feature the Shoah, the Holocaust, right. because it is a very important and serious part of our history, but it's not the only part of our history. Uh, unfortunately, in this case, right. uh, we also had totalitarian regimes in the uh, 20th century. Yeah. And there is a storyline that's threaded through here that we keep picking up a certain character, a uh, Russian refusenik, and we see him in different stages of his life experiencing, uh, uh, what is it, uh, to Khairut, uh, so his own modern slavery to freedom. And that theme repeats itself in all kinds of different milieus. Amazing. Dayenu includes every reference to the real Dayenu. Right. Me, but me. Keep, go to Ahat Kama Vakama. So one of the things that yeah. was important to me is we have what I like to call the boring parts of the uh, of the yeah. Seder. Including all the final songs you have beautiful stuff about, which There's some people just so roll much, right, right And we it. just roll right through it. it and, and when... I was first approaching different publishers to try to investigate how should we put this out. Many of them would say, well, abridge it, you know, make it shorter. But I'm thinking, no, no that's not the raison d'etre of this. No. The idea is we have an unbroken chain of 2,000 years with this amazing book. We want to bring out what's fantastic about it. We don't want to make it any, any trimmer. So here on this one page, and I don't remember, Eras, whose conception this was, but we took a, uh, a cue from... <clears throat> The Norman Rockwell. Oh. The rumor. Boy. Talk about a giant, huh? And in on one page that is usually completely overlooked as an afterthought, as a reiteration right. of Dianu. Yeah, once you've done the whole Dianu. Right, I mean. then why is this here? Why are we saying the exact same words one more time? So what we've done is we have encapsulated 2,000 years of diaspora history on one page, and yep. we've given renewed relevance. And if there's anything that is my hope and, uh, and dream for this book, it is that it is going to re-inspire generations of Jews to get together at their Pesach Seder, and more importantly, maintain their Jewish identity and their Jewish continuity and their Jewish passion forever and ever, and write a new chapter, a new graphic novel for the Jewish people. Amazing. And before we leave, I just want to touch on one very important thing here, which is we hope that this will be 
the proof of concept for a line of Jewish graphic novels. We want to go on to do more great Jewish works and works also of Jewish history and philosophy. And I've been doing a Jewish cartoon for the last 20 years, a collection of those cartoons. And we are hoping that anybody out there listening who is interested in becoming one of our supporters, one of our funders, and one of our moral supporters as well, will reach out to us. You can contact me at gorf at jewishcartoon.com, singular. Gorf, by the way, is frog backwards. It's the second plague. You won't (laughs) forget me now. And we hope to hear from you at jewishcartoon.com because you can see how this impacts families of all ages, kids, and the kid inside of all of us, and we want to continue doing more projects like this. Did the Hebrew come out at the same time as English? Uh, Yes. Same thing. So, Almost. so it's all out there. It's, yeah, we have an Ivrit-only edition. If one wants the Ivrit-only, they can get that today the same way they can get the English one. I don't think it's arrived yet in the the States or in Anglo countries. No, but, but meaning in, in Israel it's available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's my point. So you have both a Hebrew and English yes. Pesach the graphic novel. Uh, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, Eris Tzadok, we cannot recommend this highly enough. And one more shout Sorry out about that. Uh, my L- little uh, sneeze. My amazing uh, project managers, uh, Karen Meltz, who works with Steinsaltz and with Koren in Israel, was uh, an absolute uh, indispensable part of this project. And Allison Gronowitz, uh, my project manager, my recently departed project manager, who put together this Passover Haggadah graphic novel book tour. And we invite, I still have many more uh, appearances, Lincoln Square this evening. For nice. Those of you were in New York at 7.30 p.m., a lovely round table. Can they buy it there? Yeah, we'll have it available. Nice. Uh, we'll be at uh, Tick Temple Israel Center in Westchester. Nice. Uh, we have a UJA event in Roslyn, New York on Wednesday night. Sharon, Massachusetts and Boston over this weekend. San Diego and Los Angeles next weekend. We'll be making a stop in Cleveland in Nashville. And it finally ends in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, we love Atlanta. We were down there recently. Very nice. All right. Uh, Gorf and uh, Eris Tzadok, you get to see them all around the country over the next week or so. Whether you see them or not, get the uh, Pesach Haggadah graphic novel, the Haggadah Shal Pesach. Cannot recommend it highly enough. It's available everywhere in your own bookstores, on the Koren website, and wherever wonderful brand new Jewish books are sold. Go to jewishcartoon.com for information about... Uh, about this and other GORF projects. Thank you, Nachum. Tadaraba. Eris, Tadaraba Lacha. It was my pleasure. Eris, before we leave, can you do me one small favor and just address the audience in Hebrew? Oh. Yeah, invite the audience in Hebrew to buy the Haggadah. Tell them why it would be such a great addition to their collection of Haggadot at their Seder table. Okay, as Kulam Uzmanim. להפוך את הסדר שלהם, לאל הסדר, למשהו הרבה יותר כיף ומרענן עם ההגדה לפסח, ההגדה, פסאבר ההגדה, גרפיק נובל. זה הספר, זאת הגדה שממש ככה תגרום גם לילדים וגם למבוגרים ליהנות ולא לחכות לאוכל עד כדי כך. I see he knows what goes on in most families. ארז, תודה רבה, חג שמח. גורף, תודה רבה, חג שמח. An amazing work. I'm glad we finally got you in studio here after many years. I don't know why it's so tough to get a hold of me. I'm always available to you, Nachum. Always. <laughs> I appreciate 24/6. that. 24-6. And I could, I'm sure if I don't, uh, if I have any trouble reaching you guys, I'm sure I could just 
make a reservation at Comic-Con, and eventually we'll bump into each other, right? That's very true. <laughs> I was just in La Jolla, by yeah. the way, my Comic-Con show. I did a scholar-in-residence there in La Jolla, and uh, it was amazing. That means the place you go to when you go to the convention? Yeah, yeah, so I have to explain. Uh, Comic-Con is the biggest pop culture convention on the calendar, at least in North America, where you have thousands, hundreds of thousands of people all gathering in the downtown San Diego area, and they're celebrating their religion, which is <laughs> nerd culture. Right. And in fact, in my, I, I've done a scholar in residence every Shabbat for the last 10 weeks or so, and I talk about this. I talk about the, the Jewish history of comics, and I talk about the relationship between uh, comics and, uh, and especially religious texts. And I, I have a whole theory that I won't go into. We don't have time right, right. now. Were you devastated by the passing of Stan Lee? Uh, it was certainly sad. Thank God he lived a very long and full life. You ever and meet him? I have met him, and I, I liken him in, in my scholar in residency. I talk about it. I liken him to Rabbi Akiva. Wow! Because both of them hit their stride at forty years old. Not before that, huh? Not before Interesting. that. Interesting. Yep. Passover. I got the graphic novel. My thanks to Gorf and to Eris Sadok. Buy it, everybody, and enjoy it. Thank you, gentlemen. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. has already uh, done the caricature of me 
that accompanies his uh, inscription in the brand new Haggadah. Gorf, now on the uh, other side of the page, is doing one of me as well. I guess we'll post it at some point today, and you can judge who did the better Nahum Siegel. That's right, a little competition going on between the two great illustrators. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM in the AM. I did give Gorf a hard time at the beginning of the interview, but if you listen to the middle and the end, I think it'll be obvious why. And we had an amazing conversation about the brand new Passover Haggadah graphic novel. Yes, to everybody at Koran, all of our friends there. Buy it, everybody. It will enhance your Seder and your Yontif, that I could tell you. Uh, Mayor Weingarten is next. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is next. After further review with Yoni Pollock follows with the world of sports and then Jake Novak and Novak Now. We have an amazing Monday morning that just continues to roll on post-JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.